Lockdown Diaries with Jack Kirby Lowe, episode 29, I think. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine. It's five to nine on the 29th of May, 2020. And Luda and I are going for a walk. It's the first time I've been out of the house for this week, I think. I don't don't think I've been for a run. And I don't think I've been for a walk, really, so it's high time I got some fresh air. Yeah, it's been a bit of a funny week this week. Just, uh, I think the news, perhaps more so than any other week, uh, well, in a very long time, has been just really dispiriting and really depressing. And... I don't know, it's take, I don't know, I, I felt sort of Tuesday and Wednesday very low with the news and things, and as it things progressed, I don't know, trying to be, not let it get me too down and things, but it's quite hard to stay unaffected by the things that are happening in the world. So obviously, last weekend, the Dominic Cummings story broke, and on Monday night there was the press conference and all the fallout from that. Um, which, you know, I, obviously it's just been the one thing that's been on, well, we'll get on to other stuff, but it's just been something that's been on so many people's minds, um, and has had untold column inches and airplay given over to it, um, and it's just dominated because it is such a, I don't know, remarkable story in a way. Um, but yeah, just, as I say, I've spoken about that a couple of times, but just the fact that, you know, the government seems to have taken a position where it refuses to acknowledge any fault. And yeah, I don't know. There's something very authoritarian, very, I don't like to throw words around like this, but totalitarian about it. I know that's quite emotive language, I know that's quite extreme language, but it does feel, you know, fairly unprecedented. I don't know, it's very... Ooh, drop the bags, Luda. It's very worrying, I think, is the main word I would use. Um, just, I was, I was having conversations uh, with Andrew Roberts on Twitter today, and just... Uh, the fact that they refuse to sort of acknowledge fault is more concerning to me personally than the fact that, um, you know, that they have made faults in the first place. Uh, as I've said previously, like if uh, if Dominic Cummings had actually just technology broke the rules and Luther's biting the lead for some reason and apologised. That wouldn't sort of be half as bad as pretending like he hadn't broken the rules in the first place and obviously everyone could see that there's been 60 odd ministers that have complained about it conservative mps sorry and ministers yeah 60 odd members of parliament with thousands and thousands of constituent letters between them and just everyone knows that it isn't what was said to do um, and just the fact that they're not even sort of giving an inch on that is just so 
weird and upsetting, really, um, given the sacrifices that so many people have made. And Boris Johnson coming out to say we should move on from this story. Well, again, it's just sort of the the goal, <laughs> the front to sort of tell us when the time is to move on and forget about something. It's just, I don't know, like, I don't have any very good words around this, do I? It's it's difficult to sort of articulate properly just how, quite how, I don't know, it, it is actually upsetting. It is like being, it's not, again, not a phrase I tend to uh, use very much, but, you know, gaslighting. It's like, you know, the government is collectively hiding our purse in the fridge and telling us we're going mad. <laughs> Sorry, I hope that's not a, not an inappropriate analogy, but it's, it, it does just feel like, we don't, no, you never said that. We never said that. What are you saying? We're saying that. You must be mad. So that's obviously all very depressing. And the media response, again, has been... Well, no, I, I, I want to be clear. I think um, a lot of people in the media, and obviously The Mirror and The Guardian, broke that story. Great stuff. And then the whole... Well, the whole... I'm talking about the Emily Maitlis thing really which is complicated and i don't know that anyone anyone in the public anyway really knows exactly what's happened there so she uh on newsnight delivered a very critical monologue on dominic cummings and whilst i accept my political biases i uh i don't think there's anything in there that she said that wasn't true or certainly wasn't being felt by a very large proportion of the public so the following night, um, she wasn't presenting the programme as scheduled. Uh, now, apparently she said that she said that she wanted to take the night off, uh, and that was her choice. Um, which, you know, maybe that, maybe that is the case. But it does feel very concerning. Again, here I am just uh, walking around being concerned by things. Um, yeah. I, I refuse to believe it's as straightforward and simple as that. Um, when I lost my job, I wasn't sacked. I was asked to offer my resignation, which is just obviously, you know, some people don't get that option, but uh, it is. Uh, it was the most beneficial thing for me to do, was to uh, act as if it was my choice. Um, which, yeah, I think I've talked about that in the past, but maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Anyway, it, I, and I'm sure the Emily Maitland situation is not quite the same as that, but just it just, just seems um, concerning that the BBC, and I, I think people's criticism of the BBC is generally way over the top, um, whether that's criticism from the right or the left. Um, I don't think they're perfect, but... I think they do a better job than most. Come on, Luda. Um, but yeah, this is something that really does... We have a red flag for me a bit, I think. Uh, yeah, not good. But yeah, so just the whole 
coming. I mean, do you know what? I'd love for it to move on. I'd love for it to go away, but you know, it's it's important and it's bigger than this. And just, oh, there's so many literally lives at stake. It just, just feels very wrong. And it generally does feel like this government is out of, I don't know, out of control, um, doesn't know what it's doing, is actually a danger to the British public. I I, it just feels ridiculous to say these things, but here we are. I don't know. That's what I don't really have a choice but to think and feel right now. Um, it's very sad. Another Twitter acquaintance, uh, Paul Jenkins, at Four Foot. Uh, I mean, the whole drama around this, he wrote a good blog about it, but the whole thing and the arguments he's having with conservative voting friends and relations has driven him off Twitter, which is a real shame because he's a great uh, voice and presence on Twitter. Um, there's a fun 365 days of questions game, which is always a delight. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know, the psychic toll it's taking on people is very real. In other news, I don't know, it just felt like there's a lot of bad stuff going on this week. So uh, uh, obviously there's the situation in Minneapolis, which again is just so, so sad and just heartbreaking really. So yet again, uh, the police in America are responsible for the murder of a black man just you know who wasn't posing a threat um who was beg literally begging for mercy uh and has been killed and that's resulted in riots in the in the city which it's just you know you can't <laughs> you can't they can't continue to have such racist practices and you know and expect the civil populace just to accept that i mean i'm not a violent person um i'm going to be intellectually honest enough to say that i you know i'd probably be too scared to go out and protest if that happened in this city in in the in that way but you know, i can't <laughs> people have been killed by their own public servants you know like <laughs> it's hard you know to in any way fault the response that's come out of that and I hope it I hope it achieves something akin to justice um, so awful really awful and then the President Trump tweeting that when the looting starts the shooting starts I think the first time he's actually been had a tweet uh, removed on Twitter or whatever um, censored whatever it is which high time frankly but uh, just again just to have this absolute hotbed of civil unrest quite you know quite right civil unrest justified civil unrest and just to have this lunatic sort of behind the wheel at this time it just feels like I don't know this is a very doom laden 
entry in my diary but it just just feel has a sense of the apocalypse around it again not to be too heavy-handed or any of this stuff but there was footage of a cnn reporter um who was very politely asking the police where he should report from where he should be so he wasn't in the way and just could provide reportage and the response was to arrest him um i didn't i couldn't tell from the video i was watching maybe i didn't and big in it or whatever um but i heard after the fact that yeah he was um an african-american person as well uh again just there's a level of irony guys it's well it's horrible but um yeah just seeing this guy a news reporter being escorted away in handcuffs by the police whilst of course wearing a face mask because of the coronavirus it did just feel like footage from the end of the world and it's just i i don't know does every generation think they're living in the end times i don't know it really just <laughs> i know everyone thinks that there were things were always better in the past but it really does feel like this is such a low ebb in history i don't know send cat gifts please send cat gifts <laughs> um so yeah uh, again just really angry and sad just sort of veering wildly between angry and sad at everything you sort of hear coming out in the news these days and i think the final thing that really just i don't know capped off a terrible week in what's going on in the world was i presume i presume in response to the situation in Minneapolis but uh, the actor John Boyega of Star Wars fame uh, tweeted out that he effing hates racists a sentiment that <laughs> we should all agree with I'm sorry this... <laughs> unless you actually are a racist and proud of it <laughs> we should all hate racists and He's, you know, <laughs> what a world in which he's actually been criticised for saying that. What the hell is that? What, what, what has happened? We need a hard reboot of reality. Or just turn it off and turn it back on again. Like, what on earth has happened that you can't <laughs> you can be held up for criticising racism? the hell is that it's just oh, i don't know I, I again I, I think there's a level of sort of cognitive dissonance around all of this like is this actually what is happening is what i'm seeing and hearing actually <laughs> actually the reality that we're all living in and apparently it is i despair I despair sorry this is such a gloomy <laughs> gloomy entry but you know the point of me doing this is to uh i don't know stay sane a bit and i think talking about it helps um so i'm gonna try and think of some nice things that have been happening <laughs> so every morning this week i think i've alluded to this already but uh so every weekday morning so far hopefully saturday and sunday as well uh i've been doing a 20 minute youtube yoga session uh inspired by podcast favorite john robbins uh yoga with adrian 
on YouTube uh, has been good. She's sort of like a Texan lady that does yoga and she's got some sort of beginner's yoga video which I've been doing every day this week and have been feeling much the same as usual. I mean, maybe that's been slightly glib. It's quite a nice way to start the day. Um, never really done, well, no, I don't think I've ever really done yoga before. I don't know that I'm really doing it at the moment. I'm trying my best to follow her instructions. Um, and yeah, I, I think there's merit to it. I, uh, I can't help but think that doing some sort of nice stretching and nice breathing exercises is probably good for you. You know, I don't think that's hard to, difficult, <laughs> hard to disagree with. I, you know, I will, I will say some of the language that seems to come along with it is a little bit, you know, I'm not, not quite bought into that yet. Uh, coming into poses with integrity, I'm not, that doesn't mean a lot to me just yet. Perhaps it never will. Talking about the space between, find the space between your shoulder and your ear. Yeah, I mean, I think I know what she means, but yes, it's, it's fine. It's not too hippy-dippy, I suppose. So that's been okay, and I'll try and keep it up, because as I say, I've not been out for a run or anything this week, so I don't think it's really a replacement for that kind of aerobic exercise. But um, is, is running aerobic exercise? Heart working exercise? I don't know. Anyway, that's what I've been doing, and I mean, it doesn't register as exercise on my Fitbit, so it's probably not. <laughs> but, oh, I've just got some benefit. It's been... I don't know. Uh, I, I think having a routine is good. So trying to get that 20 minute session before work at nine means I have to get up and get ready a little, in a little bit more of an organized way, which um, has been a bit of a struggle recently. So um, yeah, that's good. Oh, this one's across the road for me. That's nice. I was about to cross the road for them. Good stuff. Good stuff. Social distancing. Um, so yeah, that's nice. In addition to that, um, I've also, uh, I've been flirting with veganism. Yeah. So I've been vegetarian for about 18 months. So started being a vegetarian, uh, 1st of January last year. And I've kept that up despite being a big fan of chicken wings. Do miss chicken wings. But um, yeah, so I've been doing that, which has gone fine. Don't really miss meat. I'm even at the slightly, mm, there's meat in the house sort of fares. Let's give it quite separate in the fridge, which is weird because I ate a lot of meat. I don't know, uh, probably all psychological, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, I, my reasons for being vegetarian, if I was to um, follow them through to their logical conclusion, it would mean that I would also be vegan as well. But I sure, I'm sure I'm not alone in thinking that going from full omnivore right onto veganism is a big and tricky step. Um, so yeah, just just to be morally consistent, I'm trying the, the veganism. Now, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a modern guy. I've tried oatmeal before. 
and I don't mind it, don't mind it in the tea. Um, not had it with cereal yet, but I've not really been buying cereal because it uses up a lot of milk. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, <laughs> so, sorry, where was that? Yeah, so um, yeah, don't mind a bit of uh, oat milk in a cup of tea, that's fine. Tastes different, it tastes the same as milk, but it does taste fine. Quite nice, really. Um, so yogurt, you know, that's largely the same as yogurt to be honest, particularly the flavoured stuff. Um, so that's fine. I have been uh, using yogurt. So I think I mentioned I made a pizza dough out of yogurt the other day. So that was that's a good reason for yogurt. Don't mind a bit of yogurt. And cheese. So cheese is a big one. People say they couldn't be vegan because of the cheese situation, which isn't unfair. Cheese is great. Cheese is great. And sometimes it's grated. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I love cheese, but the cheese I would get 90% of the time is a block of cheddar, keeping the fridge, and a bit of mozzarella if I'm thinking we're going to have some sort of pizza or pasta type affair. You know, we tend to get other cheeses really if we're being a bit fancy, probably at Christmas time. So it's not a massive sacrifice. They do do vegan mozzarella, which I've not tried yet. But the uh, vegan cheddar equivalent, what I've been having, I think it's pretty good. I'm quite into it. Now, I sort of suspect that could be as a big crisp fan I'm sort of just a little bit inured inured? is that a word? as a big crisps fan I don't have a problem with artificial cheese flavours in fact who don't mind them so yeah it tastes a bit like it's trying too hard to be cheese but you know it's not really a problem one of my uh some ubes over the road. Definitely not social distancing. They are all over each other. Not in a sexual way. Well, I presume not. They're all lads, top lads. But, uh, yeah, they just don't give an S. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, like, so one of my standby meals that I make if I can't really be bothered is super noodles. Uh, with a hearty dollop of Thai sweet chilli sauce. I said dollop, quite a lot of slugs. Um, and some grated cheddar. And I think the, um, the vegan cheese seems to incorporate slightly better. I mean, obviously, perhaps not obviously, but I tend to find that the more mature the cheddar, the more difficult it is to melt. And the vegan cheese seems to melt all right in a spicy bowl of super noodles so that's fine really um i mean i don't know what plans are with this long term um my mother bless her has been very accepting of my uh, vegetarianism daughter of a farmer as she is and proponent of a sunday dinner but uh veganism might be a a step beyond 
my sister doesn't think well of vegetarianism at all so it might be that going out well going to visit them wise maybe just stick to veggie uh and yeah it might be if we ever go back to restaurants again maybe vegetarian option is fine and do a bit of flexiness with the veganism i don't know it's been five days really i've still got some dairy product in the uh in the fridge which i want to go to waste so we'll just see but so far it's been all right i think broadly uh not too far off the of veganism anyway like tend to just make sort of stir fries and then there's a lot of dairy that goes in that particularly the main problem is eggs of course there isn't really a there isn't really a suitable alternative to a nice poached egg but you know that's a sacrifice that can be made and that improves the welfare of some animals and why not you listen back to this in a year and be like what was I talking about whilst eating a big egg <laughs> maybe who knows so yeah new dietary regime and a new yoga regime have been nice things and whilst I'm not feeling incredible and like a person reborn it's been a little bit of a boost I suppose it's nice to chat to Matt about Star Wars for a long time. I hope I hope the nerds out there found that in any way interesting. I've also endeavoured to make the podcast a bit more available elsewhere, so it's on Spotify now and iTunes and I think it's on Stitcher and Podbean, I think. And when I Google it it seems to come up on Google Podcasts, but I haven't made any active uh, attempts to do that so whether google just aggregates all podcast feeds everywhere i don't know but um it's out there so i don't know if you've been if you're not an aircast user which is the platform i used to host them um and you've been listening to them a bit uh with difficulty using that and hopefully if one of those things is something you use and you can use that as well you know i don't know as I say, this is just really for a personal thing, but I do like podcasting and I do like listening to podcasts and it makes me happy to pretend that this is a <laughs> a thing. So I'm going to continue to do it. Sorry, Ludo, I just I walked through to you trying to cross the road to employ some social distancing, but I didn't really give you enough warning. Let's go through here. Here we go. We're over. There you go. Getting back towards the house now. So I'm going to say goodbye um, and thank you once again for taking the time to listen to this nonsense. It's very nice. Uh, thank you to folks as well that have shared an episode. That's really kind of you. Thank you. So I hope you all have a lovely weekend and I'll try and be in touch again soon.